The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Diane Ray. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. I'm glad you could tune in and be present with me for just a few minutes. Um, I'm excited about my guest today. We're trying to get her connected. So we're calling right now to get her on the line. But have you ever thought, wouldn't it be great if I could just heal myself right now from whatever is physically going on with you, whether it's a headache, you know, anything as, as simple as a headache or heartburn to a more serious illness? I mean, you may be suffering from a chronic condition and you wish you could just heal yourself. Where my guest today, when we connect with her, is going to explain to us how that we can do this. How is it possible that we can really heal our bodies? And how much can we really influence our body's natural ability to heal? So we're going to explore some of those things when we get in touch with her. My guest today is Diane Goldner, and she's written an amazing book that I've been spending some time with here. It's called Yes, You Can Heal, The Secret to Transforming Illness and Creating a Radiant Life. So we're going to get with her in just a couple of seconds here. Our engineers are scrambling by. So this is what happens during live radio, right? You know, sometimes things don't always go exactly how you're planning it. So we're going to do our best. But I want to remind everybody, too, you know, if you're just finding the show, whether you're listening live right now or you're checking me out later on download, you know, I love to hear from people and I love to connect with people. So you can find me on Facebook at Be Present, The Diane Ray Show. I'm on there. I'm also on Twitter at Diane Ray One, and I'm on Instagram at Diane Ray 66. So I'm everywhere. I'm all over social media. So you can find me and let me know if there's a certain kind of subject that you'd like to hear from or a certain guest, and I will do my best to get that person on the line for you. So I'm really interested to talk to Diane. I think we have her up here. We'll check and see. Hello. So we'll get her on. Hi, Diane. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. I, I'm Hi. So glad to see you. I don't know what happened. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm so glad that we phone. could connect. You know, hey, it's live radio. Sometimes things happen. I was going to start doing a stand-up routine or telling jokes or something like that <laughs> if we couldn't get you, which would have been really painful for the listeners. So I'm really glad that we could get a hold of you. So I want well, to give I'm you the full to. introduction. I was just kind of trying okay. to stretch things out while we connected. So my guest today is Diane Goldner, and she's an internationally known energy healer and medical intuitive. And I've been spending some time with her book, Yes, You Can Heal, which is really incredible. I hope you get a chance to read this. So I have a lot of questions that I want to ask her. Now, Diane is able to release the root causes of illnesses and life challenges, creating health, illumination, and grace using energy healing. So we're going to delve into what exactly energy healing is. So the latest book that I was just telling you about, Yes, You Can Heal. And in this book, she shares what she's learned in her over 20 years as a healer 
as well as stories from real clients sharing their healing experience. So the book is pretty incredible. So Diane, I'm so glad that you could join me and we could talk about this today. Oh, me too. It's my favorite subject. I'm extremely passionate about energy healing. Well, I want to explain to the listeners and just to kind of share a little bit of of my experience with energy healing, because it's kind of um, difficult, I guess, to, to really explain to people. But um, just from my, from my experience and with the mind body connection, just to share with you a little bit. So, um, a few years back, um, right before my mother had passed and I was really interested in Reiki and if that would help her. And so I didn't, wasn't really familiar. I knew what it was, but I wasn't really familiar. I hadn't experienced it. So I went to a Reiki healer here in California in Encinitas, and I was really skeptical about what it was or, or what it would do. You know, nobody touches you. There's really nothing that happens that, that you can really put your finger on. But what was the most amazing thing during this Reiki healing session that I had was that I felt things happening. Things were moving. I could feel kind of blood rushing in my ears. I could kind of hear my heartbeat. And I was amazed. Like I left the session, I was really calm, I was relaxed. And I really wanted to share this with my mother who was uh, dealing with colon cancer at the time. But, I, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. And, and it was really kind of too late in the process to do anything. Although I think it would have helped her just to, to relax a little bit more and kind of, you know, deal with what was happening a, a little bit better. But that was kind of my first experience physically, just feeling what an energy healing might actually feel like. And I was just really fascinated after that point. And I wanted to learn a little bit more. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit uh, from that time, you know, and I had been working at Hay House for 11 years and had, you know, interacted with Louise Hay and and worked with her. And I'm sure she was, you know, a big influence for you um, in doing the work that you do. And I was having a back issue at the time and I was kind of limping around the office. And I remember Louise saying to me, you know, you're just not supported. And it didn't really click at first at that time. And then I thought about it and I thought, you know, you're right. (laughs) I'm really not being supported, you know, and even though there was physically something happening with my sciatic that was causing the pain, the, the emotional thing that was going on was, was adding to that. So that kind of put the pieces together for me and in kind of the body mind connection when I really experienced it. So I just think the whole the whole subject is fascinating. And the way you came to energy healing, I just want you to share with our listeners. I love your story on this that you share in the book. So you were a, a journalist investigating what energy healing was, and you were really skeptical until you really oh learned my. a lot more about it. And I'm a big skeptic too. <laughs> so I like that you shared that in the book. And I was hoping you could tell people how you came to energy healing through that because you weren't really familiar with it and kind of had your doubts and then kind of delved in. Yeah, I totally, um, it was just unfathomable to me that you could just lay hands on somebody or not even lay hands on somebody and create change. It just seemed very hard to believe as a journalist. And I'd never heard of it. I'd gone to an Ivy League college. I was like, if I haven't heard of this, I read four newspapers a day. (laughs) How could this possibly be real? And uh, so I began my investigation as a skeptic, but I, to be honest, I was intrigued because I thought, oh my God, if this works, then it's just, uh, you know, mind blowing. And um, so I began investigating and um, 
first I did a magazine article, and by the end of that, I realized there was something to it. I had tracked down some cases that were really that where you really could track the change. A woman who had um, um, a problem in her eyes, um, and uh, after healings, the holes in her eyes um, had closed up. One closed up completely, the other just got smaller, to the point where the eye doctor, the surgeon, was like, I must be looking at the wrong uh, uh, pictures because they don't match the earlier pictures. Um, and another woman who had... Um, broken her pelvic bone, an, an older woman, and instead of healing, nine months later she was in a wheelchair because she couldn't walk. And she went to a healer, and that um, brought up memories of having been sexually abused as a child. A very popular topic right now. But <laughs> anyway, after um, those memories came up, uh, her bone healed and she was fine. So that led me to decide that I would investigate further. I would look at all the research. I would write a book, and I would look at all the science, too. And that's what I did. So um, so by the time I looked at the scientific record, I already had had amazing experiences with energy healing. Um, but the scientific re- record was very compelling for me and um, just confirmed what I was seeing. So, yeah. No, I love that you came at it from both, from both worlds. Like you saw what was happening. You could see that there were results, but yet you're like, how, you know, how does this work? And that led you kind of down the path to where you are today, you know, so you really kind of dug in and, and did some research. So to tell people too, you know, defining energy healing can seem, you know, difficult and, and kind of ambiguous, but, but really like we're, we're surrounded by energy all around us. We're kind of bathing in it. And it's really the life force of, of who we are, right? It's what, what gets us going every day. But, but you don't see well, it, right? You don't see it. But, you know, this was the thing. I spent five years and I'd interview everybody and I'd say, you know, what is, ener- what is subtle energy? <laughs> and it took me five years to really understand it. But I can summarize it so simply now for everybody. And it, I think it'll help a lot. So it's everything about you that isn't your physical body. So it's even your vitality, um, your physical vitality. But it's also your emotions. It's your beliefs. It's your thoughts. It's your spiritual light. It's your intentions and desires. All of these things are what we call energies. Um, And they are. They're really tangible to me. Um, Just the way sitting in the rain would be tangible to you, I feel those energies. And a lot of us, even if we're not totally conscious of it, you might feel when somebody's angry or if they're in a very loving state. Um, We do feel some of that. We're just not trained as a culture to uh, really process it directly. Um, So when I go in as a healer, um, working with these energies and able to shift them, I don't have to go in and talk to you about it. I just like move the energy and that puts you in a different place, a different state of consciousness. And so your body shifts with that and things in your life shift too. And working with those energies, you're and you're able to do this either in person with somebody or you can even do it remotely. So when you're when you yeah. learn how to work with these energies, the the person doesn't have to be there. So like if we get a caller today, then you might be able to to demonstrate with with that person even though they're not here. 
Well, I could talk to them. I don't know if I could do a healing while I'm on the radio. <laughs> I get very quiet. I usually get off the phone when I'm doing a, a long-distance healing, and I ask the person to lie down and relax while I transmit. And I have to tell you, as a journalist in the beginning, when pe- healers would tell me that they could do a healing long distance, I honestly thought to myself, yeah, and do you have a bridge to sell me? <laughs> right. <It's> a, <laughs> it does. It so sounds, far. you know, impossible, right? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, but I, I have clients all the time. I remember many years ago, I was working with a, a retired CEO of an investment bank who'd come in person. And then something came up and he needed a healing and he, he wasn't in town or I wasn't in town. And I did a healing for him. And he was like, oh, my God, Diane, it was just like in person. I, and I could feel when you stopped. So, um, so the same experience you had in person, people have long distance. Right. That's so amazing. Well, we might get some calls. We have some uh, people calling in 816-251-3555. So they'll be able to ask questions about the energy healing process, but you won't be able to, you know, really do a a healing uh, on the show or over the phone. Sometimes just the addressing what the fundamental issue is, is a healing. Right, right. Just the way when Louise mm-hmm. Hay told you that you're, you know, the reason for your back problem. Once you understand what is causing your pain, it's actually much easier to release it. Right. That's so interesting. So when I was describing my experience with Reiki at the beginning of the show, if someone comes to you for a, a healing session, you know, in person, will will they feel a, a similar thing? Because I was really amazed, and that, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't think that. I would actually physically feel things happen in my body. In person and long distance and every healing is different, but you know, people often feel completely like bathed in love. It's so soothing and comforting. And, um, you know, I mean, something like back pain might release immediately. Um, Other things might take a little time. I worked with a woman who'd had terrible IBS. It was so bad that she had, trouble walking her daughter four blocks to school because she didn't know if she'd have, um, you know, a problem where she needed to go to the bathroom. And it had been going on for years, and I didn't even tell me all this until later, but she had tried everything, medicine, everything. And um, when I laid my hands on her, she, she could feel a shift and that feeling that would always occur right before um, – she got an episode, um, just went away and never came back. And after five sessions, she was, she, her IBS was gone. After two, she stopped taking any medicine. Wow. Um, that's just incredible. And people usually come back more than once for a session. So kind of like, you know, when I've done acupuncture in the past, you know, usually you go back for maybe three or four sessions. Yeah. Is that, is that yeah. the case normally? Yeah, it, it, you know, it really depends on the situation. Sometimes it's a few sessions. Occasionally I just do one session and that's all the person needs. I've had people who come back to me, not every week, but uh, on an ongoing basis because they want to keep working on things. I kind of say it's a little bit like, um, you know, people ask me how long it's going to take. And, you know, you could either clean um, a drawer in your kitchen or redo your whole kitchen or renovate your whole house. So, it really depends how deep you want to go and um, how much you want to transform. So, um, 
so, you know, I've had people, you know, I have executives who call me and I'm, I'll help them with um, aligning business meetings, board meetings, and then I have people who, you know, have ongoing physical issues and when things come up, we do a healing. Um, so it, it varies a lot. Um, right. Depending on the, everyone's different. So depending on the person, they might have to come back a few times. Yeah. You know, I'm to do, to do sessions. Right now who's, yeah. Who has cancer and is going through various treatments. So we do healings pretty regularly. Um, well, well, I'd really like to ask you about the mind body connection, because I think that's so fascinating and you, you delve into that into, in the book. And, and also just from, from my own experience with that, with the back issue that I had a few years ago, and I had always prided myself and, oh, I'm, you know, I have a strong back, I can do back bends, you know, I did yoga for years. So when I had that sciatic pain, which was really the most, the ho most horrible, <laughs> horrific pain I've ever felt in my life it was awful. And then when I spoke to Louise about it, when she was in the office that day, and I, I kind of made that connection, like, yeah, I'm really not being supported. And I also felt at the time that that happened, that it was kind of my body saying, you know what, you have to slow down, and we're going to make you so this, this is how yeah. it, it's kind of manifesting itself. And I did, you know, I was kind of flat on my back for, you know, several weeks, while I was healing that. So it was forcing me to stop. And what I think is interesting is people really need to pay attention to what our bodies are, are telling us, right? And in the in the book, yeah. you say that there's usually some higher purpose to our pain. So I kind of figured out for myself that that was my my purpose or why that why that was happening. Although physically, you know, there really was like that squishy stuff between your spine that was sticking onto the nerve. So there was a physical reason causing the pain, but there was also an emotional reason contributing to it. Yes. Um, you know, the mind-body, it's, it's more than a mind-body connection. In a sense, our mind and our body are really more one whole dynamic than two separate things that interrelate, if that makes any sense. The body is like the final manifestation of other levels. And so, um, you know, often an illness is about slowing down, but it can also be other things like speaking up, um, you know, people come to me with thyroid issues. They may um, have trouble speaking up, for instance. Um, and, um, you know, so, and sometimes it's uh, spiritual things like becoming, uh, learning to forgive. Um, or um, So it can be a lot of different things. But it's always important if your body is telling you something to find out what could, the message could be. And it was like shocking to me when I was the first first investigating all this. I remember I had an earache and um, I tried one antibiotic, it didn't work. And I tried two antibiotics, it didn't work. And finally a healer uh, that I was talking to a lot, she said to me, well, what is it you don't want to listen to? What is it you don't want to hear? And, right. And uh, then it just, you, you don't even <laughs> think about it, right? And then you make that connection. Right. And, and at first I was like, there's nothing I don't want to hear. You know, like I, it, my resistance came in, and that happens a lot. Um, I worked on somebody um, who had, um, 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 you know, pain, and um, I'm blanking on the muscles right now. But um, anyway, and I said to her, you know, you have a lot of anger towards your husband. She's like, no, I don't. Two years later, she came back, and she said, you know, you were totally right. And I think three or four years later, she was divorced. 
So um, when, we ha- when we're not ready to deal with something, it goes into the body. So another really amazing example is um, a gentleman came to me with, um, he'd lost the hearing in one ear from a, a quote, benign tumor that destroyed his um, nerve. And he came back, um, there was a shadow in the other ear, and the doctors were worried something was forming in that ear. So he was the kind of guy who would never go to a healer, but he was faced with losing his hearing. And when I did the healing, I uh, could tell that there was, I just saw him in the water, swimming as a child, and very happy because when you're in the ocean, you don't hear anything. The water muffles all the sound. And I asked who it was he didn't want to hear. And his higher self told me it was his father. And that his father was, you know, very angry a lot. And um, and I released that. I released his need not to hear, to turn a deaf ear. And when I told him what had come up, he just like looked at me in disbelief. He said, oh my God, you've just described my whole childhood. And we did maybe two or three healings. There were some other areas related, how he was being yelled at at work and things like that. And uh, the shadow went away in the other ear. So That's um, so interesting. And you share a lot of these case studies in the book. And that's so fascinating. I love to read those. I was you know, and then see would, how, yeah. you know, it, it applies to your life. Yes, I was hoping it would help people. It would give them like, a sense of inspiration to think about it, it, their own situation. Well, we have um, about uh, five minutes before the break, and we have time to take a call. So let's go to Pat calling from New Jersey and get her on with you. Pat, thank you so much for joining the show today. You're on with Diane Goldner. What's your question? Thank you. Hi, Diane. Hi. Hi, dear. I just wanted to find out if you were able to give us any tips about how we can work with healing ourselves. Um, Oh, I I love that question. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, that I've been to energy healers, and it just doesn't want to budge. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, I could, you know, do something about this myself. Well, okay. The first thing is to set your intention, whatever it is you want to heal, that you really want to heal this. And um, that's a very important part because our intention drives our energy and might even lead you to a person who can help you or give you other guidance. Um, Another thing that you can do um, is go into meditation and ask your body what it is that, um, that wherever that pain or discomfort is, what is it trying to tell you? And um, even if the answer seems really simple, write it down because it might be more significant than you think. Do you want to share what it is you want to heal or... Well, I've always been very uncomfortable, you know, since since being a teenager with eye eye contact, and I've been really working at it for a long, long time, you know, with others, and I'm just not getting where I want to get to, <laughs> you know. Okay, being so comfortable. is that so? Is that something that happens with everyone, or just yes. particular kinds? Of yes, it's, it's, it's me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, dear. 
Do you think it might be self-esteem issues? Yeah. Uh-huh. Something like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what? I think that's an epidemic issue, so you're not alone. That, you know, when I was um so I would um I so okay, so if you know that then you you want to set your intention to heal your self-esteem and to um totally love yourself. Mm-hmm. And um um you could even go into meditation and imagine that you're entering a beautiful temple and when you get into the temple there's an altar the temple is very high vibration the altar has a deity with a very a very high vibration and when you get there you have flowers in your hands to offer the deity and you can light some candles and you see that the deity is your own higher self mm-hmm. and just um offer flowers gratitude and as if you were seeing the buddha because you are um and um you can even thank um your your higher self for this difficulty and ask for help and you could do this every day and uh, amazing things can happen from doing this God, that's so beautiful. It brought tears to my eyes, so I must be relating to it somehow. <laughs> yeah. I must um, be resonating with it. It's beautiful. Try it. Let me know how it goes. I will. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank you, you, Diane. And okay. thank you, Pat, oh, for love. sharing your story and calling in. I, I really appreciate that. And I wanted to, to share something with you too, Pat, um, while you're listening in before we go to break. You know, I totally un- relate and understand what you're talking about because I used to be the same way. I would never look people in the eye. And there were times that people would like bend down and, and try to force me. And I would be embarrassed because they they would realize that I'm not looking them in the eye. And, and I did that a lot, you know, especially when I was younger. And something that was really helpful as I got older and I kind of realized I was doing that was doing a mirror work that uh, Louise uh, Hay had talked about. And it sounds silly, but you look in the mirror and you look in your eyes and your own eyes and just kind of tell yourself you love yourself. And it seems silly, but it works. (laughs) So thank you for calling. We're going to talk with Diane more when we come back from the break. Thank you so much for joining me today on the show with Diane Goldner. Discover the power within Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. I heard from a young lady 
who was just starting out as a unity minister. And she said, I am not teaching prosperity yet in my ministry because I have not yet demonstrated it in my own life. And I don't think I should teach what I have not demonstrated. And I wrote her back and said, Honey, you've got it all backwards. You need to teach what you want to learn. You teach what you want to demonstrate because you cannot demonstrate what you do not know. There must be an inworking before there can be an outworking. To find out more about Unity Teachings, visit unity.org. Grief can bring you down, but it doesn't have to take over your life. From Grieving to Believing is a transformational weekend taking place November 16th to the 18th at Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health. Join grief expert David Kessler, spiritual medium Maureen Hancock, and Paul Denniston, the creator of Grief Yoga in the beautiful Berkshires of Western Massachusetts. This unique event will take you into deep soul healing, addressing body, mind, and spirit. Reserve your space today at kripalu.org. Search Grieving to Believing. Give someone you love the gift of inspiration with a subscription to Unity Magazine. Each issue has interesting articles and compelling interviews from some of today's most prominent spiritual thought leaders. Explore new ideas in health, science, spirituality, and a lot more. Send gifts to your family and friends and save $7 off the subscription rate. Get a one-year subscription for just $14.95. This offer ends on December 31st, so go to unity.org to find out more. Tune into Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander every Friday at 12 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. Take a deep dive into the teachings of Abraham and discover how to make the law of attraction work for you in your life. Each week, Ray goes into the heart of understanding the power of our emotions and how to become conscious co-creators. Learn how to release resistant thoughts and live life to the fullest. Find out more at everydayattraction.com. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. Thanks so much for coming back after the break and joining me for the show. We're just having an amazing conversation here today. I'm talking with Diane Goldner, and she's the author of Yes, You Can Heal, The Secret to Transforming Illness and Creating a Radiant Life. And Diane is an incredible energy healer, medical intuitive. She's worked with thousands of people over the past 20 years, helping them to heal and we're just kind of uh, delving into the topic here. Uh, we we can take some calls. We had a great caller in the last segment, 816-251-3555. If you're listening live, feel free to join us. And before the break, we were uh, talking with the caller um, about the mind-body connection and some of these energies that people are working with. And you you shared a really powerful meditation exercise uh, with our caller, Pat, before the break. And you have these all throughout the book. And I've been working with some of them. And these are really powerful, these meditations, like, I can really envision, you know, the altar, and the light, you know, as you're as you're reading them. So how did you come up with these exercises? Was this just over the years in, in working with people that, over you know, the these were the most effective? Working, 
working with people, working with myself. Um, so um, it's really what I, in a way, those meditations are what I do for other people in the healing. I'm translating that. I mean, it's part of what I do. What I do is, you know, so multi-layered. But, you know, there's one um, where I invite people to get in touch with whatever emotion might be connected to what's in their body. Um, And I want to say, you know, sometimes um, I've had migraine headaches, so um, I can use myself as an example. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes... um, you um you have this pain and you think all the pain is from the problem but sometimes the problem the pain the feeling actually predates the the pain right it predates the illness it you only notice it once the illness happens right um like if you're very driven and all of a sudden you break your leg and you can't work or you can't jog or whatever it is that you normally do, then you have to deal with all the um, feelings that come up. But those feelings are are maybe the reason your leg broke in the first place. And if you heal that. So um, so um, the, the guided meditations are really designed to do what I do during my healings. One of the first ones in the book is is really one of my favorite. I love all of them, but the first one, which I added kind of as I finished my manuscript, is um, asking for the highest. And it's just if you feel like you need help, going into a deep meditation, calling in whatever spiritual support you want, masters, uh, archangels, um, whoever it is, um, and just asking them to hold light for you and help you. And you may not notice anything during the healing, although you might, but in the next few days, I think you would get help. Even if it's not that your pain goes away, you might find the right person you need to work with, which can be very well, what, important. What I thought was interesting, I wanted to ask you about that. I'm glad you mentioned that about you know the higher selves and, and healing masters. And you mentioned that, you say, okay, well, if you're an agnostic, then you would just ask for your higher self. So I thought it was interesting you kind of included um, that group. So so you're saying that you don't necessarily have to believe in, you say that, well, I don't think angels exist or something like that. If someone doesn't really believe in that, then they would just call on the on their higher self. I, I just thought that was yeah. interesting. So you, I guess you don't really have to have any kind of religious affiliation or anything for this to even work. Well, you know, this is this is a, such a profound question you're asking because um, well, I have a few things I want to say about this. Um, um, so, so there's a universal field. So you can call it what you want. You could call it God. Um, you could call it a divine force. Um, you could call it consciousness. So we're all connected in that. Um, there's really only one field. We're, 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 we're part of that field on some level. We're our own self, but we're also connected. So you can call it what you want, um, but you can still work with that universal field. It doesn't matter what you're going to call it to, to get there. Um, 
and you don't have to believe in angels. I used to think, well, I mean, I have to say, when I was a reporter and people would tell me about healings and they'd call in their spirit guides, I'd be like, wow, if you could only, we could only discuss healing without mentioning spirit guides or spiritual forces or masters, it would be perfect because I was, you know, I didn't know where I stood on all these things and I didn't experience them at that time. And so it just felt like it was kind of out there. So this is how far I've come. But I want to say even when I first began doing healings, I didn't, you know, see angels or anything like that. And one day, um, one of my clients brought her daughter. The client was going through a divorce and she was worried about her daughter. And so I did a healing for the girl. She was about 12. And the room, my healing room, was packed with angels. There was like almost no room in the room. (laughs) I could not believe it. And... I was a little tentative, I'm a little shy, and afterwards I said to the mom, I said, you know, I just want to tell you, you know, there were so many angels in uh, the healing for your daughter, I couldn't believe it. She said, oh my God, she said, my daughter has been praying for all her angels to come for the healing. I love that, and you share that story in the book. Yeah. (laughs) That's a great story. I have so many others, so even if we don't, know that we don't perceive them directly, I can assure you spiritual forces come when you ask. And they always help if you ask for help. Um, so, um, you know, and if you if you start opening up to it, you might experience it. But then again, there's absolutely, you don't have to have any particular belief to get in touch with what you're feeling or to ask for the highest healing from your own higher self. That's so great. And that's just the perfect explanation because people can research themselves if they would like, you know, quantum physics and a lot of other authors have written about the universal field that does certainly exist. And so that's something that someone might relate to if they don't feel that they want to go the angel route. You know, um, I would love to see an angel. I, I haven't yet. <laughs> I, I don't. It's not like I don't think they're not there. I'm. I'm waiting. You know, maybe someday Listen, I, I will I, I actually totally, be able to see one. I would. I would love that. I totally relate. Um, to but that. I do talk to my higher self, and and I do hear a voice. You know that that will say, "Okay, it's this is all going to be okay." I can connect with that, and it's funny. I've told other people that when I hear that voice. It kind of sounds like uh, the computer HAL in 2001, A Space Odyssey. <laughs> like it's very calming and it'll say, okay, Diane, this is fine. But not in a sinister way like that computer was in the movie, if you've seen the movie. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess people will experience that on whatever level that they're ready to receive it, right? Yes. And and, and whatever, wherever you are is is perfect. And you don't have to, you know, I mean, listen, I I, I couldn't go any place where I didn't have experience myself. I'm one of those people, you can tell me a million, you for a million times they're angels, but until I really experienced it, it was hard for me to go there. Right, right. You oh, have to have to see yeah. it and have the proof. That's the journalist in you. <laughs> that, that will probably always be there, right? And, that, and that's a good like thing. That. So when people I'm are working like with that. with these energies, as they start getting more into the book, you know, they'll they'll become more aware of it and they'll feel it. And it's interesting with other people when you're working with energy. So I'm sure you've heard the term energy vampire, right? You know, people that will drain us 
when they're around them and kind of sap us of our energy. And there are ways that we can protect ourselves from this, right? Absolutely. Um, well, one thing is uh, limit or cut off energy vampires. I mean, you don't really need them in your life, right? I mean... Um, in the in the perfect world, getting... I mean, what if it's your your mother or your mother in law or someone like that? And the holidays are coming um, up, so any advice you oh, can give a, would be great, great for you know future you Thanksgiving. One of the things. Um, okay, so this is again one of these fantastic questions with, in a sense, a very simple and also very metaphysical answer. Okay, so. Um, when we have people in our lives that are very difficult, and we've all, right, there's not anybody, I think, on the planet who hasn't had a moment with somebody, um, they're really there for our own our own improvement, our own higher, um, it's like we've been sent a gift from God. There's a place where we need to heal or transform or get stronger or get softer, whatever it is that we need. And this person is really inviting us to make that, uh, to heal that, to to bring that about. So, um, um, so you could um, ask inwardly, your higher self or whoever you want to work with, um, what you need to learn. And that same guided meditation that I offered earlier, we can visit the deity of the other person and thank them for one good quality and then for the difficulty that we're experiencing. So if they're an energy vampire, we could thank them for being an energy vampire. So we don't have to understand, I mean, a lot of people have trouble with this exercise, but really we're thanking them for being a teacher to us. And this is so powerful. If you do this exercise, I would love anyone who does this to write me at Diane at DianeGoldner.com and let me know what you experience. And I wouldn't say just do it once, but do it every day for a few weeks. And um, I've heard amazing stories, uh, relationships completely healing. Um, Sometimes we're looking in a mirror and the thing that really bothers us is something that we have. So that's another thing to contemplate. So um, there are a lot of um, there are a lot of ways to heal it. Right, that's great advice, especially with the holidays coming up and difficult people that might cross our path. And what's worked with me in the in the past is also trying to see that person, like you were saying, that's a great teacher, and also offering compassion. I had a situation that I was dealing with a difficult person that I was working with and I really couldn't stand this person. (laughs) You know, I had a lot of strong feelings and emotions around this thing. And when I tried, like you said, soul to soul, that's so so powerful. When I tried to see this person as, you know, someone that I could have compassion for and I realized that she wasn't really a happy person and that was causing her a lot of pain. And it it took a little time, but you can get there. And, And it made me see this person in a different light and kind of look at some of the ways that I was reacting to it, the situation, I was I was not helping anything, you know, with my right. nasty feelings, you know, with my energy I was giving her. So it it's such it's such an important lesson, a, a teaching lesson well, that, that, that we can all benefit from. Often when we change our feeling towards that person, the whole relationship changes. Did it did it? Or you get a new job or a new new situation. No, it well, it did. Like it took some time. I, I, I did I left the situation, 
Um, so mm-hmm. I didn't have to deal with that person anymore. But as as I was able to look at it kind of as the witness from the outside and see how I was contributing to the situation, you know, there were things I could have done differently that I, I would have handled differently. And I was able to see them in more of a compassionate light. And so it was a lesson. Like if I come across that again, I, I certainly would handle things differently. I mean, I, def- I definitely yeah. learned. And and also in dealing with a family member, like I had a brother that I called it the uh, the the Christmas blowout of 2013 because <laughs> there was like a horrible fight that ensued that I won't go into the whole thing, but you know there were things that were said, you know, and I I I swallowed my anger and I called him and I said, look, you have beliefs about me that you know you think are true. I have beliefs about you that aren't maybe not true. Let's talk about it. And we did, like we actually had a conversation about it and it shifted. The The relationship was able to shift and we've actually gotten a lot closer. We're five years apart. So we, growing up, you know, you're, you're not as close as maybe you would like, but now that we're adults, we were able to talk about it. So oh, I was really able to beautiful. heal that. So if anyone has the holiday blowout of 2018, it can, it can be healed. But that also brings up a, an interesting question I want to ask you about beliefs you know, limiting beliefs and emotions that hold us back. And as we work through the book and open ourselves up to this information, you know, people may encounter some of those things. Like I just described, you know, my own limiting beliefs and and things that that came up. And clearing this really helps in healing, doesn't it? Oh, my God, it can change your whole life. I mean, it changes your relationships. It changes your understanding of um, who you are. Um, it's very empowering as you um, dissolve these heavy emotions and beliefs. Um, it's very freeing. The other thing, you know, for me, when I was going through, um, I talk about this in my book, Awakening uh, to the Light, you know, this po- process of transformation, It one of the most powerful things about it is you realize that the world is not this, um, rigid thing that you think it is. Reality is um, really um, your consciousness completely affects your reality. That's how I can say it. It is just mind mind blowing, and it can be continually mind blowing. The more you change your consciousness, the more your reality is going to change. That may sound abstract, but it, it's it's very visceral when you do it. Um, so I think, you know, if you do have somebody who's challenging, look at it as a great opportunity because it is. Right. It absolutely is. And just you can learn so many lessons through how you handle those kind of situations. But as you're working through the limiting beliefs and emotions, then you could also experience physical healing too, right? Oh, my God. I have seen, you know, I just... I'm just amazed sometimes. I just worked on somebody um, just the other day. I mean, this was a simple problem. Her back gave out. You know, she had back pain. And, um, you know, a, a, a healing just releases it. I mean, she could have suffered for weeks, and a healing just releases it so easily. Um and, you know, there were a lot of different stresses on this person emotionally with different family members, and um, she felt refreshed and able to carry forward. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's um, – I'd, I'd, I really believe that emotional flow is one of the most important things you can develop. And um, – you know, 20 years ago, if you had told me this, I would have thought that I had emotional flow. 
But, you know, if you get upset if somebody says something, if you get upset if it doesn't go your way, if you get upset because, uh, you know, we get upset over little things and big things, but really um, the more emotional flow you have, you realize there's really almost nothing to be upset about. Right. And I wanted to ask you, too, about the actual physical healing with energy where you're using energy healing to deal with real physical invaders, you know, like a real infection or cancer cells. And you said something really interesting in the book that every bacterium and virus has a spirit form and that we can work with these to help us heal faster. Now, you know, someone might say, well, well, that's crazy, Diane. How does that work? (laughs) You know, how how does that work? Some doctors might it, might question that, but yeah, it, but I know it they can, would. right? I know they would. Uh, I understand that. Um, you know, it's you could just think of it as a metaphor, if that makes it easier. That's okay. You know, I don't have any problem with that. So you just ask it what it's trying to teach you. It's the same principle as, you know, having a... Um, a mother or a mother-in-law who's difficult, right? Um, you just um, would ask why this infection has come or why you can't let it let it go or why this virus has come into your life. Um, you know, bacteria is more, usually more related to emotions like anger or, or something like that, and viruses um, are really asking you to change, like, a whole pattern in your life. Um so um, you can do it as a metaphor, but nevertheless, things come to us and there's usually a, a reason for it. Like, you know, one day you get the cold and another day you don't. So what's the difference? There's usually some reason, right? So it's there It's there to help you, right? Just like breaking your leg or cutting your finger, so, um, well, what if you had something uh, that was really difficult to pinpoint, like a lot of these autoimmune issues that people are dealing with, where some doctors might even question that chronic fatigue syndrome is even a real thing? Oh my God! Or people it's that are you know, dealing real. with Epstein Barr, <laughs> which is a virus. It's yes. It, first of all, I want to say it's real. I've worked with it. Um, chronic fatigue, when I lay my hands on somebody with chronic fatigue, I'm completely exhausted. I mean, that energy just, you know, washes over me and I can tell exactly how exhausted somebody is. But I will say that sometimes underneath that exhaustion, the person's energy is unbelievably revved up. So on one hand, they're exhausted, but really their motor has just been running over time very intensely. They may not even be conscious of that, um, but they can't relax. Uh, whatever um, traumas have happened, um, you, you know, that has to be released. It's not easy. Um, and um, the unfortunate thing about healing some things is, or uh, anything, is sometimes you, um, like I worked, uh, I, when you're healing the thing, it can almost seem worse during the healing or right after the healing or for the week after the healing. It doesn't always happen, but it can happen. I remember I worked on somebody whose um, arm was broken, and I think the next day she was like, what did you do to me? (laughs) Um, Because it felt so much worse, but her arm healed beautifully. They were worried that she would need pins and this and that, and she didn't want to do that, and her her bone healed perfectly. Um, 
So anyway, when we have this, something like chronic fatigue, um, the healing can be difficult. I sometimes, it's not a joke, but I sometimes, you know, there's only one thing more difficult than healing, and that's not healing. And you did mention in the book that there can be a delayed reaction or that things get worse. And when you deal with people in that situation, how that's got to be diff- that's got to be hard. I mean, they're probably questioning Very you. You di- made I mean, me worse. Healer, it just, you know, like you said, yeah, how, how you do know? you handle that with with a, a client well, or patient? Well, I ask them to wait the I ask them to wait the week. Sometimes just calling me alleviates the problem. Sometimes not. I remember I worked with a woman who had terrible pelvic pain. I mean, she was a. She thought she had damaged her nerve. She had become the pain was so bad she'd become incontinent and she couldn't get out of bed. And um, she was sure she had done something devastating, like you know, in a yoga position, you know, where she hurt her nerve, and you know, she was sure the MRI was going to show something horrible. I did the healing, and it was. Um, there was a pervasive, profound feeling of um, uh, needing connection, loss. And I I worked on that and I released it. And um, I told her that she, I thought she would be better within the week. And I didn't think there was anything that the MRI was going to show. There was nothing like that. And that was that turned out to be true. And she called me during the week. She's like, oh, my God, I'm even worse. What did you do to me? And I was like, well, you just have to wait. It's going to get better. And at the end of the week, she was walking. She was continent. She was, you know, 10,000% better. Well, so sometimes energy happens. healing isn't, that isn't the goal is to heal. It's to help someone in a situation where, so... Actually, helping someone to have a more peaceful passing may be the goal than actual healing. So as I was reading it, and I was and that, reading some of the yeah. the cases where you were describing that, I was thinking, well, why don't they automatically use this in a hospice situation where a lot of times the the goal is, well, let's do whatever we can to save this person, save this person, when really what they should be doing is preparing them for a peaceful passing. You know what I mean? Instead of pushing people into oh, some I, surgery they don't need or some Herculean effort I, to save their life. I totally, I totally know what you mean. Yeah. Um, you know, I have uh, done a number of healings for people as they're leaving, and it's one of the most beautiful, um, you know, helping people come in, helping people go out. <laughs> they're both very beautiful. And um, it can make a tremendous difference. I remember I worked with uh, um, a friend called me. His father was passing, and he just couldn't let go, and he was very agitated and um, uh, distressed. And he asked if I would do a healing. You know, the son asked if I would do a healing for the dad. And I did, and um, I saw that he really wasn't at peace with his family. You know, and he needed to make peace. And I know this may sound difficult for some people, but I brought each family member in, and I was I witnessed and held space for him to have final words on the inner planes, soul to soul. And after that healing, he passed away very peacefully. All his fear had gone away, and I showed him that he would be okay, that he would. It's not the end, and he would continue. It just it's just departing from the physical body and and it was a very beautiful passing after that healing 
Oh, it's well, like it's so day. important, and people don't have to have these horrific experiences where they're stuck stuck in a hospital, and and it just it doesn't have to be that way. But I was glad that you brought that up in the book. So we have just a minute left, and I'm so glad that we could share this time and you could come on the show. I was really excited to talk with you. So if people want to reach you for a session, they should just go to your site, Diane Goldner, G-O-L-D-N-E-R.com. And that's the best place. Yes. Or, yes. Or you can just um, email me at Diane at Diane and we'll take it from there. And I'd be delighted to help anyone who wants, who wants to do that kind of work with me. And um, I'm also doing uh, two workshops in New York, November 17th and 18th at the New York Open Center. Oh, perfect. And they can find all that information on your on your website. I was checking it out a little bit earlier. So if people are in that area, definitely see what's up with Diane Goldner and check out one of these workshops. And get the book. I really enjoyed it. I've been working with the exercises. Yes, You Can Heal by Diane Goldner. And thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Diane. It was just incredible. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.